Hi there. Welcome to the New Life Live podcast. Steve here. Since 1988, New Life has been transforming lives one life at a time. Now our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's most difficult places. One way that we do this is through the live program that we share with our listeners here on the podcast. If you have a question that you'd like to ask our panel of counselors and psychologists, call us at 1-800-229-3000, Monday through Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now let's go to today's podcast episode. Hi there, welcome to New Life Live. Really glad you're with us here today. December 1st, the number one day of the last month, and you're here, and I have the great privilege of being here with Dr. Jill Hubbard. Hi, Jill. Hello, Steve. And J.J. West. J.J., how are you today? Hey, Steve. Uh, You know, I've got a bit of a cold, so I probably sound a little funny today, but other than that, I'm doing well. (laughs) Good deal. Well, December, you know, I remember uh, that we did some fireworks four days ago on the 4th of July, and now it's already December. I mean, that's uh, when you reach my age. It just that's what Dave Stoop used to off. say. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll take down the Christmas lights, and I'll be shooting off fireworks four days later. But so glad that everybody's with us here, and I want to talk to you about these holiday seasons. You've already probably alienated everyone in your family Thanksgiving. Uh, well, actually, hopefully not, but... You know, sometimes you need some coaching on how to make a holiday different. And we have a lot of coaches that can help you do that. And um, so I'm just just thinking about sometimes people think that coaching is just uh, set a goal and you're going to give me some strategies and encourage me and all that. But J.J. and Jill, coaching isn't therapy, but it can be really therapeutic. Can you talk about that a little bit? Let's start with you, JJ. Yeah, so I think some of the main ways that a coach can help, especially with these goals that we're trying to set and keep, is number one is they think they can help you identify what's your why behind your goal. So it's not just Very the what, yeah. but the why behind it, which keeps you on track or helps keep you on track. They can also serve as a sounding board to analyze whether your goals are realistic or not. Uh, to just to identify, okay, maybe that's that's really out of reach. You, sh- you need to dial that back a bit, or maybe that's too easy, and you need to amp it up some. I think three, they can help identify the tripping hazards, the the goal killers that get in the way, that get us off track, so that we can we can make a plan to avoid them. And then, like you said, they do offer encouragement, especially if we do have a setback, that we don't let that setback derail us completely but that we go okay i had a setback now i keep moving forward very good yeah jill your thoughts well i I think in addition to uh what we do in therapy which we also do some coaching in therapy a Mm -hmm. coach that especially if they have a specialty like i always think of an add coach where they can help walk you through some steps and give you some of that external structure that you lack internally. So coming alongside, coming up with a plan, Mm -hmm. having the check-ins, really helping you move towards success. Right. Okay, so Michael, uh, I mean, Tiger Woods, let's say. Tiger Woods would uh, be like the ultimate golfer in my mind. He has a golf coach. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I know that because, like, he fired one golf coach. And <laughs> I know. So if the greatest golfer needs a golf coach to help him golf, right? well, wouldn't it be helpful for us, especially if every holiday season we hit the same doggone stuff? It just, mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. why not do it? So you call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE, and we can put you in touch with a great coach that could help you navigate the holidays. And what a great thing that would be. You come out on the other side of it, and relationships are stronger. Uh, they're more natural and healing and redemptive, as we say, than hurtful. That would be a great thing. We'll go to a break. We'll go to Megan right after this. You're listening to New Life Live, one 800 229 thousand first day of the month all sorts of things could happen if you would decide this is going to be the beginning of a whole new me leading into a new year we'll be back after this To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program call 1-800-NEW-LIFE now back to New Life Live my wife and I were privileged to attend the um, Intimacy and Marriage Workshop. We were very thankful for the opportunity. We're, we're still on cloud nine over the the tools that were hmm. given to us. You know, the breakout groups, we were the, the, the three other couples that we were set up with. I don't know if you pick them by random or God God did it all. I know he did, but by golly, everybody worked well with each other. We all had a different set of circumstances, and we, we learned from each other and the comfort circle. And learning to use our words and learning to mm-hmm. ask the, the questions and learning to listen to the answers and learning to, to take that input from your partner or from therapy or from an instructor it's amazing and we're just looking forward to using the tools you've been given and so, we're, we're just so blessed we, we just thank can't you. thank you enough hmm. okay so that that's not that's not a rare thing that somebody goes to intimacy and marriage and has that kind of result and so if that's not characteristic of your relationship you could come. You could join us in February. We would love to see you there. And I, I, I don't think your your relationship would ever be the same again. JJ, why do you think intimacy and marriage? I mean, there is no other experience like it mm-hmm. from other ministries. Why do you think it's so powerful? You know, it's a combination of learning some information that you need to know in order to work on your relationship. But it's it's the relationships that you form there. The, he talked about uh, the relationships he formed with the other couples in his breakout group, as well as the the facilitator of the group. Those relationships are the redemptive relationships. They're the things that make the difference. It's not just information download. The information is important. But it's not ultimately what brings healing. What brings healing is the application of that information through a relationship. Amen. Jill, you ever thought about what makes these intensives so so powerful and rich for folks? Well, I think 
Being in individual therapy is so important, but when you're in a group process, it brings up different emotions and as you share in front of other people. And there's really something quite powerful about mm-hmm. it, and as well as you're being primed with great information that you guys give in between the groups. So it really sets it up nicely. It really does. Let, let me uh, briefly here, and then we'll go to Megan. But, you know, it's one thing to hug each other. It's another thing to truly hold each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's one thing mm-hmm. to listen to somebody, and they feel like, man, he's really listening. But it's another thing to hear them, to yeah. hear what's below what's being said. It's, it's one thing to be present. That's good. Another thing to truly engage with that person that you're present with. And then great for couples to be in agreement. But, oh, to be attuned with each other. To kind of understand what the other would be feeling and and uh, not reading the mind. But just you just sense because you're so in tune, so in agreement before the thing ever comes up. It's one thing. To have a conversation, it's another thing to be so curious about this person you're married to. Mm-hmm. Never ending the curiosity. Never mm-hmm. uh, stop wanting to know more about this person. See, there's so what I did, everything I listed on one side is good, but there's a deeper, richer experience to that, and that's what we help you find. If yeah. you're interested, it's one 800 New Life, Intimacy and Marriage, and we're going to do that in February. It's right here on my sheet. All I have to do is pull the two pieces of paper apart. <laughs> and it's um, here it is, February 16, 17, and 18, Southern California. You call us, we'll tell you about it. I got to tell you, I don't know of anybody in all these years that's ever said to me, you know, the worst thing that ever happened to us is we went to that marriage thing. <laughs> or, man, do we ever regret going to that thing. I do not think. No. In any way, you'll regret it. Well, we'll talk some more about how to have a rich relationship rather than just a, a regular one. But right now, we're going to go to Megan, Richmond, Virginia. She watches us on the New Life Live YouTube channel. Glad that she does. Hi, Megan. How are you today? What's going on? Hey, hey. I'm a, a ministry partner, and I hope you all are doing well, and I'm okay. Well, I'm glad you, I think you're part of Club New Life is what you're saying, right? Yes. Thank you for doing that. It means a lot. No problem. Um, I was calling because um, I raised my daughter as a single parent, and she's also a single mom, and I help, I help her a lot with my grandchild, try to take a lot of pressure off of her. A few months ago, she decided once again to move in with this guy, financial reasons thinking that it would be better I um, I was very vocal about that to not make that mistake because she's been down this road bef- before it didn't work out so you can't keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result and I also shared with her when JJ said on a show a few months back that his wife has said you can make a choice but you can't choose a consequence Mm-hmm. So now she's dealing with the consequences of her actions. Mm. The young man, he left. It got a little bit too much for him. So he left her. And then another thing that she just shared, and I have not talked to her since then, she is pregnant again. 
I am so, I don't know if I want to say hurt. Um, I'm just so disappointed because you already see how hard it is to raise a child. And it would even be harder if I didn't help her with a lot of finances with my granddaughter. And, and, um, and she's also thinking about not keeping the baby. Mm. Oh, dear. Mm. So sorry to hear wow. that. So the question for us would be what? I, I've been wrestling with have if I have, I don't know, enabled because we're a, another single mom such as myself because I didn't get a lot of financial help. I um, worked two jobs in order to raise her. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if I made it too comfortable for her to go, even though I was very vocal about her choices, because I, I kept trying to tell her to surrender to God, seek God, and let him direct your path. Stop using these men as a way of meeting a need, a financial need, to help get bills paid, but she mm-hmm. refused to do that. So I just feel like that I enable it, because I do take a lot of burden off her with my granddaughter. Yeah. Well, you're you're doing the best you can with what you know. That's one thing. Also, um, the words from a parent to a desperate uh, adult child, it just seems like our heart is so right and good, and our words just seem to be so worthless to them. And uh, it, it's they resist just common sense kinds of things that would make life better I think because they're so convinced that they're going to try harder they're going to figure it out or whatever or they don't want to rock the boat they like you helping like she likes you helping she likes being so desperate you feel like you have to step in so first thing I just I want to say Megan anything you could do to have this baby be born would be a great thing. And people, when the, when the man leaves, they want to have an abortion when they, they can't imagine raising the, the child on their own. They can't imagine uh, what that's going to be like. All these kinds of imagined things. When somebody can make a big difference by saying, this life has been created, and there are so many couples that would so love to have a child, they can't have a child. And before you decide to do anything, let's explore what it would be like to carry the baby and allow someone else to raise this child that is a real life human being. You want to get her to a pregnancy center that does sonography because when Moms see this this picture of the baby inside of them with the heart beating and all the it it so radically lowers the chance of them wanting to have an abortion. So seeing the baby in the womb, knowing that there are resources and that those resources are there before the baby's born, that adoption agencies help you bring a healthy baby into the world. Those are really great things. And sometimes all she's thinking about is how miserable I'm going to be with a baby and nobody helping me. And 
wouldn't it be great to be free of this? And and the whole adoption thing isn't even there. Sometimes a church will step in and say, if you'll just bring this child into the world, we're going to help you get there. And then after the child's born, we're going to help you even more. Those are my thoughts to begin with. But let's uh, let's go to Jill and then JJ on what do you think's the best for Megan well, in Megan, this situation? First of all, you don't heal a mistake with another mistake, right? The the child is not a mistake, so please don't hear that. But the getting pregnant, putting herself in that position. Then to get rid of the child, it's going to be heartache for her. And people don't realize this because they just want to leave the current difficulty. But literally the second the baby is gone, girls have regret. And they live with that and the shame of that. And it haunts them for years and years. So so that's first of all. Second of all, bless you as a single mom. I've been a single mom. And I understand what that's like. And of course you're going to help your child. You are trying to help her not live through the same difficulty you live through. And you're giving her reasonable, logical advice. And of course you're wanting her to learn from your mistakes. And it's so disheartening when instead of learning from our mistakes, kids repeat the past. And it does happen. It's uncanny how much it happens because so much of it isn't logical. And I think of your daughter going from guy to guy to try to be taken care of. Did she have a father that was even remotely involved? What are her issues there? And could. And that's the issue. Yeah. Not to cut you off. Sure. he just re-entered her life mm. um, three years ago, and so it was um, me, my mom, and God raising her, because that was my support, the Lord and my mom, mm-hmm. and he just re-entered her life, so she is so upset with me, because ever since she shared the news, I haven't talked to her, because I don't know if I've been hurt, I'm just so disappointed, mm-hmm. and so now... I am, now the attack is on me because she feels like her father is in her corner, but I'm not. But I'm the one that's been there since day one. It's just this news right now. I just feel like I just can't even handle it. Well, you Mm -hmm. need time to grieve it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? It's hard to just shift gears that fast, of course. It starts out as, as not good news because it's not in the right context. And here's this guy who hasn't been around and shows up and now now she's getting giving him kudos instead of you yeah and that is that is the heartache it's the parent that you have the least connection with that children long for she's longing for something from him and that's why she's making him all good right now Mm-hmm. So, no, it really isn't about you, even though it hurts very much. That's part of her journey and her dealing with her dad issues. All right. The music starting when we come back. We want to hear from J.J. Megan, I, I'm so glad you've called us. Uh, we we really do hear the pain that you're going through. Maybe we can give you some good help here. I hope so. If you need help, you know, well, you can call us here, 1-800-229-3000, but Our 800 number, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. We have 
just the best folks. I love these people. Some of the strongest people we've ever had on our phones helping people find the right resource. And we'd love to do that for you. And that number is 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Hope this is going to be a great December for you. We'll talk about that in a bit. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Hardwood here. And uh, Megan is on the phone. Of course, she's talking about her daughter, her adult daughter, who's just making all sorts of uh, tough decisions, rough decisions. And, man, I'll tell you, I've you know, there's a, a book by Jim Burns, Doing Life with Our Adult Children. I'm going to get that for you, Megan. So many problems like this, and, and we just don't know what to do. Uh, what do you think, J.J., would be something helpful for Megan to do? Megan, first of all, uh, thank you for calling, and, and I'm sorry that you're hurting the way that you are. I think Jill was right in saying that the work that you need to focus on is grieving, uh, that you had some hopes and dreams for your daughter and for your granddaughter that aren't happening right now and maybe are being put on hold and you have to grieve that. Uh, you have to, you have to um, deal with the, the loss and the disappointment and the hurt that's there. I think that's important. But you asked the question about whether or not you're enabling your daughter. I, I, I don't think that loving someone who is hurting or who has made bad choices or has sinned, loving them is enabling them. If that were the case, then Jesus was a major enabler. Um, when when he meets with, you know, when it, the whole confrontation in John chapter 8 with a woman that's caught in adultery, they throw her down before Jesus. You know, the law says we should stone her. What do you say, right? And Jesus is caught there in this in this trap that they've tried to set for him. And, and what does he say to her? Neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. So he does not condemn her. She expects that she's going to get condemnation. He's, he doesn't condemn her. He loves her. But he also says, look, this is, this is, there's a way to live, to experience abundant life that you're not engaged in. and you're, So you're not experiencing abundant life. So he, he gives her instruction. And you've done that with your daughter. You've said, look... This is something I, I it's not healthy for you to move in with another man expecting that he's going to provide some financial assistance. You've done this before. It's not worked out. You've, you've provided that instruction. It wasn't heard. It's not it's not enabling to come alongside and love that person and try and help them put their life back on the right track. It would be enabling to ignore and say, oh, it's fine to do whatever you want. Don't worry about the consequences or or make excuses. Oh, it's because he was just a bad guy. No, it was a bad choice to be with him, but that doesn't mean I stop loving you. It was a bad choice to get pregnant outside of marriage, but that doesn't mean I stop loving you, right? I'm still, I'm still your mom. I will always be your mom. I will always love you. Yes, I have to do some grieving work, but my love for you doesn't change based on your behavior. Right. That's not enabling. That's that's loving the way Jesus loves. That's pretty good stuff there, Megan. I, I hope that that's helpful to you. Um, the best thing it I is, could because 
Because I didn't think about the, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't think about the grieving part. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. exactly because it's just mm-hmm. like when I found out, I just, that night, I just couldn't stop crying. And then church yeah. Sunday, one of the ushers came over there while I was at because I just could not stop mm-hmm. crying. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I don't know. Well, let me offer something up to you. Um, we're doing emotional freedom tomorrow online, and uh, if you can make the time to to be with us, we'll uh, I'll give that to you, and hope that that could be a blessing to you. Um, yeah. Also, I want to send you healing is a choice, and I hope and pray there's something there that you know would be a healing force for you, and and one of the great things about that book is it helps us to see reality to grieve that part that we wish wasn't there or that never was there and then we come to accept it that's that's grieving should lead us to acceptance and acceptance should then lead us to embrace whatever is there that we've accepted. So we accept what we've lost and whatever's there after that, we embrace that rather than fight against it or, or resent it. That That's really the key of those healing steps there. I'll send that to you. And, and, and Megan, it, let other people be around you. Go to other mm-hmm. people, to friends, yes. to support, yes. to your church. Yes. Don't just, don't take this to your daughter. Yeah. Grieve yeah. A, away from your daughter. Go to, if your right. mom is still alive. Right. Seek out your own support yeah. system for this, mm-hmm. so then mm-hmm. you can do the right things with your daughter. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I hope that's Thank helpful, you. and and I I hope and pray. Well, I'd love to hear what happens, but uh, you know, being a, a father of Madeline and her being my adopted daughter, and just one of the greatest sources of joy ever, and such a a contribution to this world she's just a fantastic human being Mm. i just wish more people would from the very beginning have in their head maybe there's another way other than carrying the baby keeping the baby or aborting the baby this adoption option it's just taken a back seat uh too much recently we want to talk about and the weird thing steve is she looks like you (laughs) yeah well that's what people said all the time i've never seen a dad and daughter look so much alike (laughs) And we would say, yeah, we're, we really are fascinated by that. <laughs> Pretty great. Oh, dear. I love getting to spend the holidays with her. My kids just are crazy about uh, Madeline. And, and all of our kids love each other, which is kind of an unusual thing for a blended family. They're, they're there. They, they show up for each other. And um, I would want that for every blended family. We'll take this break. Come right back. We'll talk to Sue. But I want to give you the th- the triple A holiday strategy. Today's podcast is brought to you by Club New Life supporters who give a monthly donation because they want to continue to offer help and hope in these very very difficult places. To find out more about Club New Life, you can go to our website newlife.com or call one eight hundred new. Life. Now, if you're new to us, we drop an episode every weekday. We would love it if you would rate or write a review, which helps more people discover help and hope and helps us share wisdom with as many people as possible. Now, let's listen to our counselors as they help people 
walk through life's hardest places. We're glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back, Steve Arterburn here. And before we go to Sue, Sue, hang in there. Uh, I want to give you the AAA strategy for holidays. You ready? So here it is. And um, these are tried and true, proven to work over time. So first of all, you have to approach your family outing with an attitude of whatever agenda I was hoping to accomplish, I have to sacrifice that. Not going to do it. And I'm going to do something different. I'm going to try, as it may, swallow my pride and maybe make this relationship with the difficult person a little bit better. So that requires that we're going to bite the turkey, bite our tongue, (laughs) and exist. But here are the three A's. Number one, I'm going to adapt me to the situation so that means i'm not going to say some things i'd normally say i'm not going to do some things i'd normally do i'm going to adapt because i know it's going to make it more comfortable for instance here's an adaptation i talk a lot i'm going to talk less okay (laughs) that simple i make the change to make the setting more enjoyable for everybody else second thing accommodation I'm going to accommodate the things that irritate me rather than talk about them, be reactive to them. I'm going to make that accommodation. So I'm going to change me. That's my adaptation. And I'm going to accommodate the things that they need to change and I don't like. But I'm not going to make it an issue. And then I'm going to, here's the last one, it's a big one, affirm this person in some way. I'm going to be noticing them, listening to them, and something, somewhere, I'm going to be able to say, that is so great, or that's such a good thing about you, or I appreciate that about you. So adapt, accommodate, and affirm. I'll bet you'll walk away from that Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, and you'll be thinking, well, that might have been the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But they will walk away thinking, was she on drugs or was that genuine that she was so nice and wonderful? Maybe I need to give this a second look. So that's my little So asking uh, them tip. not to come isn't on your list. <laughs> There's the fourth A. Just ask them not to come. There you go. Brilliant. Okay, we're trying to work on it. I, I get yeah, it. Not just, not just avoid. Right, That's Steve? right. Yeah, that's not, that's not an A. All right. Let's go to Sue, Long Beach, California, watching on the YouTube channel there, New Life Live YouTube channel. How are you doing, Sue? And uh, so glad you're with us here today. What's going on oh, with you? Oh, thank you. Sure. Um, well, my my husband and I are going to be moving his 97-year-old mother um, from her home to a boarding care very soon. Um, she has moderate dementia, and um, she has really very little short-term memory. Okay. And so my question is, when do we tell her about this move? 
I'm afraid if we when we tell her she's going to be agitated, um, but then she'll forget, and then and then we'll have to tell her again when the day comes. So I just I don't know when would be the best time to tell her. All right, uh, I think JJ is a specialist in the most <laughs> difficult conversation anybody ever has. With their parent. I mean, this is, you know, well, the driver's license thing, or, or the driving thing. That's a tough one. Uh, Mom, yeah. we mm-hmm. think it might be time to not drive anymore. You did, I mean, run into the uh, gas pump and spewed gas. <laughs> but, but this is even tougher. It's time for you mm-hmm. to move into board and care. JJ, what do you think? And she's saying there's dementia. Yeah. When do you mention it the first time, bring it up the first time? Yeah. So, Sue, I appreciate the call. That's a tough position to be in because, of course, Mm -hmm. you don't want to have to have the conversation over and over. And, you know, it's it could be, you know, somewhat traumatizing for her, but it could be somewhat traumatizing for you and your husband as well to have to have that difficult conversation multiple times. Um, So you said she's she's got problems with short short term memory, but it sounds like maybe long term memory as well. Like there's. Like she she wouldn't hold this data over multiple days or weeks is what you're saying, correct? Right. No, she she okay. couldn't. Yeah, yeah. How, how when are you actually making the move? Probably in the next ten days. Oh, we just okay. found a great we just found a great place for her that's going to be perfect. Okay. Has there been up till now any conversation around the idea of? moving or is it that's all been done just between you and your husband um well strangely enough in her dementia um recently she's kind of she she doesn't realize that she is in her own home she's mentioned numerous times oh i need to get home i need to get home Mm -hmm. um and then, you know, we started out saying, oh, mom, this is your home. This this is your home. You've lived mm-hmm. here for, you know, about 25 years. Mm-hmm. And and then she accepts it. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, I, I really need to get home. And then yeah. when I say, okay, it's time to get to bed, she goes, well, none of my things are here. No, oh, mm-hmm. mom, I'll, you know, everything's here for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really hard. I, I mean, I think at this point, for, first of all, Sue, let me ask you this question. Are you and your husband in agreement or disagreement as far as when to talk to his mom about the move? Um, we're in agreement, um, we, but we just don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we'll agree, I, I th- but we just uh, don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, if, if she's if she's having that difficult a time, mm-hmm. even holding on to reality that she's in her own home and that her own things are there. I don't think it really matters a whole lot when you tell her because, because yeah. there's not, there's not an understanding of what's going on. So right. mm-hmm. if you wanted to delay that until the day of, or the day before, I don't think it's going to really make a whole lot of difference for her because right now she's not, she's not living in the reality that you and your husband are living in. The yeah. rest of us are living well, in. Very good. Well, Jill? that could actually work in your favor, Sue, in terms of where her dementia is at. I would tell yeah. her that she's going on vacation mm-hmm. because that's a happy thing, even though maybe she'll balk at that. And if she forgets, okay, remember, Mom, mm-hmm. we're going on vacation. 
And then the day that you leave, okay, we're going on vacation and we're going to go stay at this, you know, this hotel or this place. Bed and breakfast. Yes. Yes. And then you take her there and eventually, I mean, she's not, she's not remembering. Mm -hmm. Right. So. And and there's this wonderful staff that will take care of you while you're here. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when she says, well, I need to go home. Yeah, we'll be going home. We'll be going home soon. But for now, we yeah. really like it here. So we're going to stay a little longer. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And you One tell. One thing I didn't mention um, that kind of prompted the move now is her, her main caregiver is leaving the country for oh. about six weeks um, for mm-hmm. the holidays. And mm-hmm. so we thought, okay, well, she's going to be going through some transition with, you know, a different caregiver. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is the best time. So yeah. do we, when mm-hmm. we tell her, do we mention that this person is leaving or just go with the vacation scenario? Well, I, I, you could do both, actually. You could tell her that, let's say the name Lisa, Lisa is going to take some time off. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't use six weeks but like jill saying a lot of this doesn't really matter it she doesn't retain it right you're not lying to her you're just letting go of some of the details that the rest of us would want to know Mm -hmm. because she's not processing those anyway so Mm -hmm. you're framing it in a way that is in a sense user-friendly for her Mm -hmm. and having uh, gone through this i would um you might just say to her and even though she's not going to remember a lot but say you know if if everything could stay the same it would stay the same but you know your Mm -hmm. caregiver needs time off you need some care um if you're if we just believe that people um the older they get the better their health is could stay the same but you know that's not Mm -hmm. true Mm -hmm. also if we do something different now you have more capacity to adjust and, and enjoy it now versus, you know, if it was uh, after you'd had a fall or, or mm-hmm. ill. And I would talk about all of the pluses to the new place. I'd be sure mm-hmm. I knew those things. And here's the other thing. Right. I'd be using the word new, new place, new experience, new because when you're old, you hear the word old a lot <laughs> and, and things that refer to old. So I would try to throw in new. And then the other thing is we're going to be with you. In other words, we're not dropping you off somewhere. We're going to come be with you and, and be part of your life as much as we possibly can. Those can be reassuring. We'll take a break. Come right back after this. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Things can really be tough with the older parents, and we just Mm -hmm. want to always do the very best that we can. And I really sense that that's exactly what Sue's trying to do there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll send you this book, Doing Life with Your Adult Children, but um, also... Uh, I just hope and pray that you, your husband, if you need support in doing these kinds of things, that you'll get that. And uh, just pray. I mean, you know, God's mm-hmm. got her. And um, 
the good news about her seems like it's one of those situations where if she's upset with something, she forgets about that. She mm-hmm. her dementia actually works in her favor a bit, but I hope it will work out well with well, all and, of it. And what about uh, Dave's book? Finishing hey. Strong, Living oh, Well. Yeah, I'll send that. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. That's really for them versus your mom because, uh, yeah. yeah, because it's sometimes mm-hmm. these situations can really throw us off. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll send that to you also. Well, let's go to Kim, Pawnee, Illinois, and watches us on television on the NRB network. Kim, I don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to get to your call. So glad you did call. How can we help today? Uh, well, first of all, uh, uh, I had the. Uh, are, are they are they hearing like actually where I'm located? Are they saying that? Or? Did I say where you're actually located? Yeah, and if it's recorded, are they going to put like where I'm at? Are they going to put a name on a city where I'm at? Well, I'm looking at what people are seeing, and they see the name Kim, and underneath it is the word caller. That's all they see. Oh. How about that? Yeah, so there won't, there won't be no like city listed. Is that correct, sir? No, I did mention, though, the city. What, what city did you mention, sir? Pawnee, Illinois. Okay, that's all right. That's all right, sir. Yeah, that's Good. fine. Okay, so uh, what's going on? How can we help you? Well, um... Uh, years ago, uh, I, I was in like secular music. I really wasn't that good of a guitar player back then. And I, you know, but anyway, I got to get to the point because it can take going on and on. Yeah, I don't have a lot of time, but we want to help you. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, but uh, they, um, I got, I got a cassette from a ministry. I think it was out of California. Mm-hmm. You know, it was during the time when I don't know if you ever heard of rock group Kiss. You know, sure. But, you know, yeah, okay. And then some other groups, but anyway, he's explaining on there, you know how that they were, um, you know, these were like not from God because they were promoting immoral lifestyles and so forth and so on. But he said right before rock came out, or as it was coming out, or began to come out, the, uh, these voices spoke to someone, and he said, "We're coming down. We're coming down to destroy the youth of America." You know. And then, of course, he started giving examples on the cassette. But he said uh, rock and roll actually started through Elvis Presley, you know. So the reason I'm calling is because I'm kind of confused about something. Okay. Uh, What are you confused about? Well, uh, one thing, Elvis Presley sang gospel music. But anyway, I was going to a church here locally where I live. And the pastor's not there now. There's another one that took over. But anyway, um, he told me about, you know, like, you know, music does come from God and everything. So, but anyway, during uh, that time, someone gave me a classical guitar. Of course, you couldn't plug it in or anything. It was like, either had nylon or plastic strings on it. And, uh, but anyway, I was watching, I don't know if you heard of the Southern Hunter Club, but anyway, uh, I hope it's okay for me to mention that, but Pat Robinson, I was watching television, you know, they went in the bedroom. They said, today's a special day of prayer. If you need anything, just call in. And the prayer partner will agree with you about it, you know. So I turned the channel. I wanted to listen to scriptures, and God told me to turn right back and said the same thing. So I called in, and uh, I, I said, "Well, somebody gave me the guitar. I want God to show me how to play it." Even though in high school I'd skip lunch, you know, and I'd play, but I never played that good, you know. And so uh, when I got off there, shortly after that, my cousin, who was seeing with his father, 
uh, she had a, uh, she'd get him a new computer, and she called me. It wasn't the same day today. But she, okay. She called me. You want the old computer? Kim? Yeah. We're out of time. You're going to have to ask okay. us a question and not give us any more details. What is your question? Well, I'm going to have to go more detail and more, more piece about it, sir. So, but ask me the question about, is it a question about music in general? Well, what I'm saying is, is it, if, was that from God, that cassette tape I had, or not? I mean, you know, like, I do know that it's, there's truth to that. The know, truth I, would be, <laughs> the cassette made the point about music of what? What that cassette? What was its message about music? What? what was that last part, sir? What was the message of the cassette? Cassette about music. What did it say? Well, he said, he said shortly before Elvis Presley came out and started singing rock and roll. You know, these voices came that spoke to somebody and said, "We're coming down. We're coming down. This is destroy the youth of America." Okay, you know, so is the question about, is the question does music destroy the youth of America or is it evil or what? What's the question? I want to know. If, I want to know if it's true or not. I mean, and you know, if it is, if it's from the if that's true, because I I don't really have to ask that because I know I know that if if if, if, if it's issued from God. Uh, because anything okay. can come as an angel of light. All right, let mm-hmm. me just um, let mm-hmm. me mention this um, because he's mentioned it on this program. John Townsend, very respected therapist, one of the most respected, very very dedicated Christian, loves heavy metal rock music. So, <laughs> I mean, I hate it. Um, <laughs> I think you know I went to the I went to the um rock and roll hall of fame and they were all the, there were these uh videos of preachers back in the 50s saying that rock and roll was all about uh sex drugs uh things like that and, and then you look back and you go well actually it was kind of about that and and a lot of people got involved with that and so what they were saying they were trying to use it like making fun of the preachers that were talking about it but it actually was pretty true so here's what i would say i would say that uh, music is such a gift from god and like every gift from god mm-hmm. it can be used for evil or for good mm-hmm. and we have to be discerning about that and i would also say that many times pastors run out of stuff to talk about and they <laughs> might create a lot of smoke around yeah. one issue that isn't really mm-hmm. the main issue the main issue mm-hmm. for me is do i accept jesus as my savior and am i going to love people well today because of that so real quick uh, jill jj well, any comments well, there you are always this? generational things where one mm-hmm. generation looks right. to the next and sees it as more corrupt and so right. music does fall into that and yet people that i believe one of the singers of kiss has become a christian and is very outspoken about it and so god i agree steve with what you said 
Satan seeks to destroy and to corrupt mm-hmm. all that is good. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and he's a counterfeiter. He's a that, counterfeiter. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Takes takes something that God intended for for good, for mm-hmm. healing, for life, and uses it for destruction. But that's been you know, there's nothing new under the sun. That's what uh, that's what the author of Ecclesiastes tells us, right? right? So so it's not this generation that's doing that. It's been every generation. Every generation, yeah. yes. True. Yeah. Okay. I'll send you every man's Bible. Number two, thank you, Jill and JJ. Thanks so much for listening. We hope something you heard will help you live in freedom today. If this content was helpful for you, we would love it if you take a minute, leave us a review, post about it, and rate it. Remember, we have resources and workshops online for you as you continue your journey. Go to newlife.com and find out more information. And thank you for being part of the New Life community. We know that God desires all of us to live a life of wholeness and healing. And we're so glad that you're here.